0: homo, foop, fongo. What in the world are we talking about? Well, stay tuned because you might have a few aha moments as we lift the lid on some subconscious things that might be influencing you without you even knowing it.
1: Welcome to Your First Home Buyer Guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right.
0: I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyer's agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us, we've got over 40 years experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together, we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that
1: you can rely
0: on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step.
1: Now, we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode, and if you'd like more useful tools, head over to the website, homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists that you can download, a free mini course on how to price a property, and our where to buy a workshop for only $39. Priceless stuff, really. Bargain.
0: But before we get into the interesting stuff in this week's episode, here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You, of course, know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now, we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information.
1: Now, you will have heard about FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. You may not have heard about Fondo and FIFA. We will give you all <laughs> the juice as we're coming up. Um, but before we get into that, what's at your special house this week, Megan? I love this because we're talking about aspects of
0: timing the market to a degree. I found an apartment in Brooklyn that has not one, not two, but four clock faces as windows. Last sold for $15 million in 2017. Now, interestingly, there are a lot of examples of apartments behind clock faces. I quite like the uniqueness of the concept, but I wouldn't want to live in a clock like a cuckoo clock that, you know, every hour you've
1: got chillets going off. (laughs) You have to sleep with earplugs. What a nightmare. What if the clocks work in these windows? Will they just look like clocks? No, they're, no, they're, they're not working clocks. Decorative, <laughs> decorative clocks. All righty. Well, let's let's kick off with FOMO because I think everybody knows what. Pretty FOMO much is. everyone will have heard
0: of FOMO by now.
1: It's an acronym for fear of missing out, and it's it's a behavioural bias really, because it causes us to do or make pretty poor decisions most of the time.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's, you know, it became really prevalent during lockdown and I remember even myself thinking, you know, oh, someone went for exercise the other day with another human being. I missed out on that gathering, like those two people that got to spend an hour together and actually experience human interaction. I missed out on like that boom. I was so strong during lockdowns because we were forcibly removed from human interaction with each other. Uh, we were just,
1: missing out, wasn't it? We, we were, were missing, missing
0: out. out <laughs> uh, but then, of course, you know, social media plays such a big part in in this feeling of this fear of missing out. And, and of course, we're talking about social interactions here, but we're going to get to the part where it actually impacts your, dis- your property decisions. But, you yeah, know, social media does play a big part because... For a large, for, to a great extent, we only see the fun stuff that people are doing. when yeah, no yeah, one posts the boring, the sad, the bad. Um, no. You you you're kind of looking at people going, oh, they're hanging out. To them. Oh, they have such a lovely family. Oh, they all get on so well. I wish I was part of that. I wish my family was like that. I wish that I'd been to that barbecue. I wish <laughs> that I'd been out to to dinner with those people. My Why life wasn't. A bit I included.
1: Different. If only I'd been there, my life would be different. It's funny, isn't it? You look at the Instagram, um, you know, influencers and these heavily curated lives. Actually, I look Emily. at that. And think, oh, who could I be love bothered? seeing the photos
0: of the photos <laughs> of the Instagram. You know, the boyfriends lying on the sand while the girl while, while the they, the girlfriend is um, striking a pose or or whatever and <laughs> leads up to it. Actually, there's a um,
1: Celeste a Barber. Oh, she's hilarious. P- parodies she? are yeah. fantastic. <laughs> so FOMO leads to all that ridiculous, you know, there's all industries that have been based on influences because, yeah. of, because of FOMO effectively. And it's like, that's not even real. And so, you know, when it, when you apply it to property in a rising market, of course, fear of missing out is what drives people to compete harder for property and then also overpay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 we do see it now reported in the media. So, we were talking about um, deconstructing media headlines in a previous episode. A- and this is really important because media actually can contribute to your FOMO if you are not conscious of it having an impact on you. It's, mm. it's It affects buyer behavior during hot markets because you're seeing all of these and you're, you're hearing about these price rises. You're hearing about property selling over reserve you know no one ever re- no one ever reports on a property selling under reserve by the way veronica doesn't uh, make new oh well actually
1: i have on the odd occasion i haven't when they've, i've when they've never seen one dooming gloom um you know the doom and, <laughs> <doom and laughs> it's going gloom. in the other direction yeah headlines. so yeah you can have it going in the other direction this one sold for <laughs> x you know percent less than the reserve or hundreds of thousands of dollars less than the reserve and it's like who set the reserve? had any bearing on reality, anyway? Yeah, and and how? Who who decided
0: to tell somebody that that what that reserve was? Because you know, a it, seller's not going to be shouting that from the rooftops, are they? They'll shout no. it if they're over reserve, but they're not going to. They're not going to be telling people. Oh, yeah, I sold for a hundred thousand less than the reserve. It's, it's <laughs> not a brag
1: fest. So. In a couple of episodes ago, I I revealed that every now and then I stick a question into ChatGPT, and I thought, oh, why not? Let's let's the question I pose <laughs> is, what's the problem with FOMO? Yeah, it saves me having to dredge this out of my brain, All right? Right. Well, let's have a look. See, this is what the AI, what the bot said. Fear of missing out, FOMO, is a psychological phenomenon. Courage by the fear of not being able to experience positive events that others are participating in, or being perceived to be participating. In. I am that mm. bit in myself. Yeah. It can lead to impulsive decision making and cause individuals to feel overwhelmed and stressed. Mm. The problem with FOMO not a good is decision making it- model. Absolutely not. The problem with FOMO is that it can drive people to make choices that are not in their best interests and cause them to miss out on important things in their own lives. So they're focusing on one thing. They think they're missing out yeah. on. They're missing out on a whole bunch of other things. Additionally, it can lead to a cycle of constantly seeking external validation and being unhappy with what they have.
0: Yeah. So that's and how does the problem. this apply to property? Yeah. Well, we've seen we see it, it all inaction. the time. <laughs> it's just all you need to do is watch an auction. You know, be be an observer at auctions, and you will see FOMO at its absolute worst or best whichever way you you kind of look at it Mm. and you can see the body language in people who maybe have missed out a couple of times on at an auction or on an offer on a property and 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 if they're there as a couple they'll be looking at each other and as the price goes up you can see them physically Mm. start to react to the emotions which are if we don't just blow our budget out of the water and buy this thing we're never going to buy yeah and the body language and the fear that they have that they're going to go through this cycle of inspect research auction Mm -hmm. inspect research auction you know it it becomes a debilitating kind of cycle and that fear of missing out and having to go through that process over and over and over again um, can lead people to make some really poor decisions under quite heavy emotional circumstances. Yep. You would see so, it a lot with the amount of auctions that you go to in Sydney.
1: Uh, yeah, I, and uh, I love going to auctions because I do love seeing this play out, particularly when I'm not bidding. If I'm not bidding, I can, I'm, I can be a totally objective observer. And you do see FOMO play out and uh, inflate prices or nah. the prices that people pay. It's definitely inflate bidding um, in a hot market. And obviously, the more that you've missed out... People can go one or two directions. There's this loss aversion is actually a um, behavioural bias as well. It's where we would feel a more pale, disproportionate amount of pain from losing something as opposed to the the pleasure we get from the gain of getting something and so it means that, that we feel the loss worse. And so when you've missed out at auction, often we do see people Reacts and I've often called it the rebound buyer because yes. they'll go th- they'll go even harder on the next property which might not actually suit them as well as the first one. So if FOMO, and, and actually this is this is a, a tactic that agents use.
0: They actually target yeah. the underbidders of properties immediately following auctions yeah. to move them to another property because they know those people are hot. They know they're emotional and, and they, they know pain. they have a really good chance of pushing them on price because. FOMO will be really, really strong in those those underbidders after an auction. Yeah.
1: So they've felt that pain and they want to do everything they can to avoid feeling it again and Never. take it away. And yeah. it's it is it's something that you know as as we had just said, you know agents prey on that. Yeah. And so did I when I was a sales mm-hmm. agent. You know, that's of course you're going to do that. I mean, that's yes. you know, yeah. And I've seen people. I have actually seen this many, many times. They've gone for an inferior property and they've paid more for it than they mm. bid on the other one. Yeah. And so this is by not being prepared when you go to auction. I mean, there's lots of reasons why this this is. There's so much in this, right? We, there's way more than uh, we can cover in one podcast episode. Certainly, when I wrote my book, that's a big part of the whole auction psychology as well. Yeah, and this is where buyers make mistakes all the time. They don't prepare appropriately for auction. Yeah, and so when they do miss out, when they needn't have. They needn't have missed out, but they do, and then they go on add insult to injury by compounding the mistake by making another another mistake by buying mm. the wrong property and pay too much for it because of FOMO. You know, it's it's terrible. It's really really tragic. I mean, our mission in life is to help people make better decisions, make better decisions it, <laughs> calmly and within,
0: without that emotional stress that comes from being feeling like you have to keep up with the herd.
1: Now, one of the things that's really interesting with FOMO is that when the market's hot, it's everywhere, right? When the market slows down, it vanishes. No one's got FOMO anymore. But something that I've, and we'll talk about Fongo and FOOP that that replaces FOMO in a moment. <laughs> and interestingly enough, when I did look up ChatGPT on both of those terms, the did bot exist didn't it? know anything about it. No. So it is used in the uh, circles too. here, but Google would probably know, but <laughs> ChatGPT didn't. Um, so we're going to have to explain what they are, but, um, interestingly, I what I'm noticing at the very beginning of 2023 in Sydney anyway, and to some degree people I've been speaking to in Melbourne have, have been experiencing these. Yeah. and I'm not sure about Brisbane you can tell me, is that we've seen this sudden surge in interest, despite the fact that property prices are supposedly still falling, yeah. we've got hues of buyers down the street, outside open houses. We've got multiple offer situations, we haven't really had options kick off yet um, but that will be this weekend really Mm. so by the time we go to air on this you know this will be a few weeks out of date and we are seeing uh, a lot of old stock being snapped up like properties are selling all of a sudden. Buyers and agents are all saying a very similar thing and that is the buyers seem to have all agreed at once that this is the bottom of the market. And they need to get in now because prices are about to rise. Now, rightly or wrongly, it's self-fulfilling prophecy anyway. Yeah, absolutely. let everyone if, thinks if that, that's it. exactly what's going to happen. Yep. Um, but now there's FOMO at the bottom of the market. I've got fear of missing out of buying at the bottom of the market. Hilarious. I just find this quite re- quite
0: remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> and it will change the nature of the market. And some of these early indicators of what we talk about um, when we observe changes in the markets. But I, I think the thing that I want to really make sure that everyone is listening to and cognizant of is you should never try to time the market. You should not in your in your state of, of fear of missing out on the bottom of the market, don't try and time the market and make a poor decision about which property to, to buy or what to pay because you think you will miss the bottom of the market. You still need to focus on the quality of the property that you're buying and paying the right price for that particular property in the current market. Um, so so with with fomo at the bottom of the market, as you say, self-fulfilling prophecy, you're going to drive the market yourselves as a group of buyers if you're all behaving in the same in the same way. Keep your head on straight, follow the process, do all of the steps, make good decisions, watch the indicators of which direction the market's going based oh. on buyer and seller behavior and price movements and and, and so Veronica's got the cutest still wait until oh, yeah. it runs in the background you'll you'll if you're watching it's a treat she's um, only six months old and she's
1: you know I can't I can't, cute. I can't do my top dog act to stop her barking but anyway let's continue <laughs> we've we've interrupted your trade of thought about That's timing right. the market <laughs>
0: So don't don't try and time the market. Don't say, oh God, I'm not really ready to buy now, but because it's the bottom of the market, I have to buy now. If you think about it, if you you know, so so the media is reporting that Brisbane's had a 10% drop uh, off the back of a 43% increase over the last couple of years. Oh. So even if the prices go up by two, three percent, you know, you're off the bottom of the market. You've still bought well comparative to six months ago. Or about April last year, things started to to settle a little bit. So don't don't try don't be forced into a fear of missing out on the bottom of the market. Make sure you're ready to buy and you're doing the work properly
1: before you engage in the process. One hundred percent. Because here's the thing: all these people are responding to FOMO at the same time. Ugh. Whereas a lot of them had the opportunity to buy last year and didn't do it. Sat on their hands waiting for prices to fall, waiting for things to, to get to the right, you know, sort of buying conditions. And actually, as it turns out, we never know this stuff until it's past tense and we can look in the rear vision mirror. As it turns out, last year looks like it was better than now. Yeah, And now is when everybody wants to act. Now, I'm sorry, if it does turn out to be that that's the bottom of the market, we got to suck it up and we've got to deal with that <laughs> because the upswings Run for longer than downturns, and that mm-hmm. we have evidence of that over the past forty years. Actually, yeah, um, yeah. I've seen evidence uh, out from CoreLogic recently, and and before that, I saw thirty years worth of data from Domain that actually demonstrates exactly what I just said. This is not just me trying to talk up the market. This we have evidence yeah. that shows that out the upswings outperform the downturns. So that was your chance. If they if this is a lot on the market, your chance. To time the market has already passed. Yes,
0: yeah, but so, don't let that be the reason that you don't continue on the path that you've set for yourself. Stay, yeah. stay true to the course. Let's talk focus about on buying the right property, right property at the right price. Right. Let's talk about price because foob.
1: That's a it. really cool one. I like it. So, and is fear of overpaying. <laughs> That's what the headlines were talking about at the beginning of 2022. Foop yeah. has entered the market. FOMO has left the room. Foop has come. So this is this is a thing of in a falling market, right? People go, oh, I don't want to pay. Or it might be towards the peak of a of a of a rising market as well. Foop starts entering into the people's minds, which is why the market peaks. Because it go, actually oh. happens at all <laughs> levels. Because I remember. When
0: the market really started to rise rapidly towards the end of October twenty twenty in in Brisbane, yeah. I remember doing some indexation on pricing. And and uh, if you've done that done our course uh, free course mini course on on how to price a property, you'll you'll have a bit of an idea of what I'm talking about. But I remember people saying, "But if the data says that I should pay this, why should I pay that plus X?" Yeah. And 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 it's that understanding. As a market is starting to rise, you don't want to be the one that's missing out all the time. Similarly, you don't want to be the one that's paying extraordinarily over just because you missed out on a few places at auction, and and you've got that you know that fear of missing out. The fear of overpaying can actually stop you from engaging and moving forward with a purchase. You're scared. Mm. You're scared the market will peak and
1: prices will drop, and you'll be the one holding the the highest price. Yeah, which is very uncomfortable. Nobody wants that that situation. The problem is that the focus is on the wrong thing. Yeah. The focus always needs to be buying the right property, buying a good asset. But instead everyone's thinking, I've got to I've got to beat the market. Now you cannot control the market. Yeah. The market is its own force, right? Um, but you can control what you buy and you can control what you pay for that property. And if you have a, a process by which you say, right, I'm not going to be tossed around by all the media, I'm not going to be tossed around by the sentiment. I'm going to focus on buying the right property for me and when it comes to working out the right price to pay for that property, I'm going to actually properly research the market and I'm going to adjust it according to whether it's rising or falling at the time, but I'm also going to be focused on buying a really good asset and I can tell you that whilst prices will rise and prices will fall, not every property rises and falls at the same rate. Yeah, Good properties rise. Totally true. Very, very, they continue to rise, sometimes even in soft markets. Sometimes while other prices are falling, good properties can go up in value. And it this is, is the thing such that a is, good point to make. It's not discussed enough, right? It is such a good point, Veronica, because,
0: you know, you and I talk a lot about looking at the resales of properties that haven't been improved. You know, that's the best indicator of, mm. of prices. And you have examples in Sydney, I've got examples in Brisbane of properties that Even though things are slowing from a median house price point of view, these properties have sold for more than you would have expected during the same period of time. And it's because they're a quality asset that people want. They have that scarcity factor, but the popularity factor um, that drives prices regardless of market conditions. So getting the asset, getting the property right, the quality of the property right is yeah, you want to pay the right price, but it shouldn't be the main factor in in choosing a, a property or making yep. decisions. You've got to remember to apply logical thinking to this and, and that is choosing the right property, not trying to time when you do it.
1: Phobo leads people to buy anything just to get on the ladder so yeah. they're not missing out. Yeah. Fear food or fear of overpaying can lead people to not buy something that is a great asset yeah. and is really good for them. Because they think, oh, I shouldn't be overpaying for that because everything's falling, and they yeah. fail to understand the difference between a good asset and a poor asset. And if you learn that, if you learn what is desirable, a slower market, and forgetting throwing food out the window, yeah. focusing very much on the right property. Yeah. Oh my God, people! Are, I mean, some of the buys that we got for clients, you know, in twenty twenty two, because we were focused very much on the quality of the no. thing, you know, you got to pick the eye teeth out of it because in a slower market, there's not as much quality on the market anyway. Yeah. And, but when you do see one, you go, right, this is rare and it's rare that we're not going to have to compete as hard for it as we yes. would in a hot market where everyone's fighting over it. Yeah. So that's the thing. FOMO drives people to compete for crap and fo- food yes. stops people buying good stuff. It's it's a it's a good point because let's look at something that
0: isn't an I-grade Um, asset. Maybe it floods, maybe it's on, you know, really close to a train line, maybe it's on a a really, really busy road. So these sorts of things are what people will pay extraordinarily high prices for only in a really hot market. They will not pay strong prices for those. They'll look for any other asset that they can that is a better or doesn't have those overriding negatives or objections that can't be overcome. They will look for everything else before they settle on yep. a B-grade or a C-grade asset. And that is the big difference in making, you know, applying your logical thinking and focusing on the quality of the property as opposed to well, what can I get cheap or what, you know, am I going to pay too much for that yeah. because so many other people still like it, but the the prices should be falling. You yeah. know, if you've, if you've got people competing for a property in a slow market,
1: it's probably an indication it's a good property. Absolutely, and we we remind our clients of that. You know, there's one property that we bought, um, a two-bedroom Art Deco apartment in Bondi, Bondi Beach, with parking. (laughs) Honestly, they're like Ken's teeth, these things. And they were, and it was at the, you could probably say at the bottom of the market now because maybe now it's a few months ago, I think it was November we bought it, and there were five people registered. In a slow market, right. right? Other other properties were getting none; no people registered. Five mm-hmm. on this one, mm. but it was nowhere near as competitive as it would have been in a hot market. Mm. So mm. you would have had twenty-five people, maybe thirty people register, um, but five when when you know there's lots of options, but nobody registering it was, Yep, and everybody got a chance to bid too. So I think that popularity memory. is there. Yeah, yeah, great Good asset, and, and we bought it at a really reasonable price. Um, and so, but, but I think everyone that we were bidding against was thinking if they, they were bound by soup, whereas we could see how good that asset is and how it would just, it will just leap ahead. Uh, Um, and so that stopped those uh, people buying. And so we took advantage of that. Well, I can say you can too. Fongo, this is not used as much, but this, this is a term. Fongo is fear of not getting out. So, look, you're not going to worry too much about this because you're first home buyers, to, you just want to get in. But Fongo is something that people were talking about a lot at the very end of 2017 is 2018. 2018 was a horrible year for property owners. Yeah. Um, and, you know, basically fear of not getting out was, you know, there was the, the image of catching a falling a knife. That was Ooh. sort of the... The, the metaphor for trying to sell a property in a in a really, really tough market. And yeah. it, I have to say I've interviewed um, experienced buyers agents recently about the peaks and troughs that they've experienced and what was the worst yep. time for them. Universally, everyone has said 2018 was the worst year in there. And, and you and I both had over 20 years' experience. It's my worst year ever. It's really everyone's worst year was yeah. 2018. And that was the fear of not getting out when people who did want to sell, do you want to get on with their lives, whatever... They were just thinking, oh, my God, this is drastic. This is dramatic, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, you don't want to suffer Fongo because the problem is with Fongo, um, that is it drives people to make silly decisions about selling their property and, and panic selling, right? And it, it's very short-term thinking, Veronica. Very.
0: Very short-term thinking because as we've just really, really highlighted previously, the downturns are shorter and less, uh, severe than the length
1: Steakness. of the rises.
0: Mm. So if, if you're looking at, um, a fear of getting out because prices are falling, then there's such a great chance that you're going to miss the next, and you're just getting out of it just for that reason. No other reason to yeah. sell, you know, yeah. we're not talking about, um, situations that are imperative for sale. Mm. We're talking about people responding emotionally to a fear panic, panic selling, panic selling in my my price is going down. I have to get out before it bottoms out. Well, no, you don't. What you need to do is put put on your big girl pants and ride it out because in the long term, that decision to get out at that point in time could have a greater impact on, on your long term goals than actually riding out an on paper
1: decline and that's all it is. It's an on-taper decline. Now, slightly different is if you've gone and bought a house of land package in a sea of endless house of land packages Mm. or a cookie cutter apartment in a sea of endless same Same, cookie cutter apartments. That's different, right? Um, Sometimes people have to cut their losses and get the hell out of there so they can actually start on a better path yeah so that's a different thing um fear of not getting out uh, in that instance is probably a very valid fear and maybe you should act on it but that's that's a maybe we have to have a different <laughs> podcast talking about those but that, circumstances that's an asset
0: decision right mm, so that absolutely. that absolutely is a decision worth making, and and we do divestment advisory services where mm. we might look at a, a portfolio or even just one property and say that's good quality. I'd hold that. I'd write yep. it out with that one. But look at this one over here. Even when the market recovers, I actually think there's too much of the same. We need to really look at
1: whether this is a hold or a flop. And and that goes. A- It's a very good point because, and we do the same thing, and and there is a tendency for people to hold on to their loss-making assets because A, back to loss aversion, it hurts more to sell something in a loss than it is to pretend that it's not really losing money and I'm just waiting for it to get better. Wait for the market to recover. (laughs) Yeah, and if it's a bad asset, it's not going to happen. And the other thing I look at, there's quite a lot of evidence around this with various markets. I know there was a 10-year period in Brisbane where pretty much Apartments did nothing but go backwards, and there was backwards. all these investors that bought in a the of ten years, more and more being built. And then in Melbourne, over the that boom I mentioned before, the the end of the boom in two thousand seventeen. In that boom that lasted uh, really two thousand thirteen to seventeen or beginning of seventeen, you know, sixty percent of apartment on sale. So that means brand new apartments that have been bought and then on sold. So that first yeah. time resale Ooh, in yeah. Melbourne, sixty percent of them sold at a loss at a time when prices were rising with oh, everything that's... else shocking and awful and so you know there are you know so we could do an entire podcast probably do an entire course on how to avoid <laughs> getting into that trap but that's though for you fear of not getting out now you may be thinking this
0: will never happen to me oh, i'm on top of my emotions <laughs> i've got it all sorted but just check in on yourself your self-talk And see if FOMO, FOOP or FONGO are subconsciously affecting your decisions and behavior. Because if you can get on top of that, then you can make better logical decisions. Awareness will help you make better decisions and not follow the herd, because that's what we're talking about here. We are talking about herd mentality. In this episode, we've covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for 1st home buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website, www.homebuyeracademy.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. Five stars would be wonderful. It will help
1: others find us as well. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this really useful. And if you have, please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff.